Chaim Chaim Racha. Today is the anniversary of the passing of the Tzemach Tzedek. And today that his son, the Rebbe Marash, uh, became the next Rebbe. The um, Tzemach Tzedek is the fa- author of the famous statement we've all heard before, Think good, no will be good. And with all the pressure people have before Passover, the first thing you have to think about is, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be okay. You did this last year. You did it the year before. Somehow it worked out. You know, so many things you'll have to take care of. You know, you have to, you have to think good, it'll be good. Picture yourself, like, picture yourself before, before not tomorrow night, you're saying, Shachiyon, Mikimono, you're there already, live with that. It's, it's going to be okay, you're going to get there. Um, some, I should take it. Sometimes we, uh, we get so worked up and we get so confused. There are all kinds of things going on in our life, or things from the past, you know, like things that, that make us really, like, uh, bogged down. Some people feel like, I'm always angry, I'm always going to be addicted, I'm always going to uh, have this issue with my parnassah, my livelihood, with my health. People feel really stuck, and even if, you know, so there's a way to get out. Sometimes we're like this fly was in a jar, and the, the jar is open, he's banging his head against both sides <laughs> of the wall. So on Pesach, God gives us a real gift. But unless you know what the gift is, you can't really use the gift because, you, you know, imagine someone gives you a telephone. You don't know how to use a telephone. You never saw a telephone, you, you can't do anything with it. So we have to know what is this gift that God is giving us so that we could use this gift. It's a huge gift. Rabbi Savatitsky from Belgium, he said that he once erected a menorah in a mall in Antwerp. And the owner of the mall, he asked him, can you please... Um, Consider giving us a space, put up an aura to publicize our holiday, the miracle of the holiday, to publicize God's name. And the owner of the mall is like, yeah, for sure, no problem. They look in the, wherever you want in the mall. They look in the mall, they found a good place. So, yeah, no problem. But you know what he says? You should put on next to the menorah, you should put a sign, the sign should say what the miracle is about, what Hanukkah is about, and not everyone knows. And I'll put it, I'll have projectors, and I'll have lights, and whatever, and you'll, it'll be amazing. So they did this. And the, the, after Passover, Rabbi Savatitsky goes to the mall to take the menorah down, to bring the menorah back. And he thanks the guy. And the guy's like, yeah, you and I know about the holiday of Hanukkah, but not everyone does. And therefore, it's important to put, to put, to put this down, to write the, to write the uh, sign. So Rabbi Savatitsky's like, what, you and I? You mean you're Jewish? He said, no, 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 I'm not Jewish. You see, <laughs> my uh, interesting thing, though, you said, my wife and I, we got married in a church. My mother got married in a church. My grandmother got married in a church. My mother's... Uh, mother's mother, she was Jewish. So he's like, well, actually, if she was Jewish, then you're Jewish. I didn't really believe it. He said, no, the same blood in my veins flows in your veins. You're Jewish just like I am. And he didn't really, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't get it. He came to him, but he gave him some books, he came for Passover, and he brought him a matzah, and he told him, tonight we're having the Seder, come try it out. He came that night, he was so surprised, he came that night with his wife and his daughters, and he, he announced, he said, I want to speak. He announced, he says, I had no idea. I, but I feel like we're all family all of a sudden. I feel like, like this, is, this is where I am. So just like this was true for him, you know, who, who had no idea he was Jewish, so too, even though we do know that we're Jewish, and we were, you did this last year, there's something that Passover gives us. But in order to know what it gives us, you have to know what it's about. We have to first figure out what, what's going to happen at Passover. So tonight, tomorrow night, we all know the most famous custom of the Jewish people is the Passover Seder. The, the, whole, the whole word Passover Seder 
is an oxymoron a little bit. Why? Because what does Passover mean? God jumped over the houses of the Egyptian of the Jews when he killed the Egyptian firstborn. So Passover means to jump over. Passover is about leaping. On the other hand, the uh, the word seder order is something which means something that you know you're going step by step and there's an order and there's there's an arrangement. So Passover seder means to jump and to and to walk in an orderly way. Is it about jumping around over or is it about going in an orderly way? I mentioned that today is the anniversary of the day when the Rebbe Rash became the Rebbe of Chabad and the leader of the Jewish people. He had a statement. His teaching was like this. The world says, if you can't go under an obstacle, go over. I say, he said, go straight over. Rabbi Kunin, the Rebbe's emissary to the West Coast, he is famous for his ability in going straight over all limitations, not reckoning with any, any limitations. In fact, uh, it was today, uh, 1983, it took out, he made so many, took so many loans and so many different issues that he had, the Rebbe said, it was, it was today they spoke about it, the Rebbe said that when I said to go straight over, to jump over, I meant to jump over something. Not just just jump into the air into outer space. But he did it already. They said, therefore, all work. And they gave him a blessing, and, and Baruch Hashem did. There was another, that was one person. Another Jew, his name was Yisrael Leibov. He was the Rebbe's emissary in Israel. And he was a more of a, you know, more of a, 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 a uh, organized, thoughtful, methodical person. Nebuchadnezzar said, it's good that you have this order, but you also need to go, you also have to go beyond limitations as well. So the Passover Seder has these two opposing energies. It's Passover, jumping over, and it's about about order. In the world, you could see how Hashem built the world to be very, very orderly. Everything has their rules and a magnificent display of, of, of harmony, of all of creation, how each thing connects to the other. On the other hand, talk about the Jewish people. The Jewish people have, look at our, just not looking back in thousands of years. Historians talk about the Jews, they can't figure out how we still exist, right? It doesn't make any sense that we're still here. Any, any, every historian looks at history and they, they look at the Romans and they look at the Greeks and, and they're all gone and they're all on Wikipedia. And the Jews, they wrote Wikipedia. So, so, so it, it doesn't make any sense that we're, that we're around. But not just far off history. Let's look at the last 80 years. After the Holocaust, uh, the, when, when the President of the United States was asked about supporting the State of Israel, being a place for Jews, he's like, who wants to be Jewish now? Who, wants to be, who, who would want to be Jewish? The uh, Ben-Gurion, Ben-Gurion said, a Jew who does not believe in miracles, he's just not being real, realistic. <laughs> not a question of faith. If a Jew doesn't believe in miracles? Yeah, he's not being, Ben-Gurion, Ben-Gurion, he wasn't, you know, that, but he said, just, just be, be, be real. It's not, it's not, it's not a real, you're not being realistic. Jews are, miracles are a thing. So, on the other hand, although we're about you know miraculous protection, God has saved us despite all odds. On the other hand, look at the Torah. The Torah, on the one hand, the Torah is very orderly. The word halacha, law in Hebrew, comes is an acronym for the words "Sing to God, all the earth." The whole world should sing to Hashem because every single thing that is in the world is part of God's harmony. We're all supposed to uh, somehow reveal God's greatness and God's goodness. By our um, by keeping the laws of the Torah, so you know, as I mentioned before, tomorrow night we're going to do. You know, we can do the next day. You know what mincha is and arvit is, and there's a there's an order. So on the one hand, we're this miraculous nation that, that we come out of nowhere. We, we don't know how we exist. On the, other hand, on the other hand, the Torah has a very clear order for us. 
So there's basically two things. There's square and there's circle. And even on the, uh, the, the night of the Seder, we have these two ideas. On the one hand, on the night of the Seder, we have the round matzah. We have the round cups of wine. We have, um, we have the kaira. They hold all, all the items. Of the, it's, also all, it's all round. And Hashem gave us this, uh, certain characteristics that are similar to being round, some characteristics which are similar to being square. Some people which are always open, they always, always have time. Yeah, no problem, I'm going to help, I'm going to do this and do that. I was talking to someone early this week, he's more of a round kind of guy, he has time for everything, always willing to help. And he wants to do this, wants to do that, and, and, and I, I knew it was too good, too good to be true. But I, but I, but I, but I trusted him. But it, it, you know, someone's so open, they're not trusted. They can't trust him because they're so open that like anything can happen. On the other hand, someone who's square and the orderly, they say, you know, people shouldn't be too square. Like Yankel, Yankel, through six months before his flight, he, he wanted to make sure he got an aisle seat. He got an aisle seat, very important. He got a seat in eight C, and this aisle seat is very excited. He's, he's all set up, and he's making sure. And he went to the back of the airport, make sure he has it, and then after. Um, he arrives visiting his grandchildren. His grandson says, "How is the flight? It was terrible. I asked him six months in advance. I should have the seat in AC. They gave me eight B. Oh, wow, that's horrible. Why don't you just ask the guy sitting next to you, if it means so much to you, to switch with you? You think I didn't think of that? There was nobody sitting there. Those, so, some people are. You don't understand. That's the guy sitting next to you. Anyways, so, 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 so there's there's some people which are so square and they just follow certain order. They can't think of anything else." The Torah has no order in it. And the Jewish people can't the Torah. So we have, we have an element of, of square, halacha. On the other hand, we have this miraculous blessing of Hashem that we still, we still exist. We have this round element as well. By a some people have a custom to give a ring that's round on the outside and square on the inside. So... What, the square ring? Square on the inside, round on the outside. Oh, round. Rabbi Shimon Ben Galil, he said that God in the world, there's no merubah, there's no square, there's no square. What that means on this physical level, on a point for today, but there is an idea that God asks us not to be limited, not to sell yourself short, not to think there's only some things you could do and some things you can't do. There was a pilot for the Israeli Air Force who he was. He was talking to his commander. He was in the, he's, 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 on a fl- he's on a flight, and he couldn't get the plane to be steady. The plane was going all haywire, and he's speaking to his commander. And his commander's like, "You know what? I have no idea how to fix this issue. I don't. I really don't know." So he says, "So what should I do?" He says, "I don't know what you should do, but I know you could do this. I know you could do this." And he's 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 on the uh, he's over here. The guy's in the flight, and I know you could do this. We have to, have, first of all, have the, the awareness that there's a lot more inside of us than we think there is. That's why it says there's two Mashiachs. There's Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David. Why need two Mashiachs? So one explanation, as far as Samuel says, leaving Egypt is just part of the story, going out of the physical place of Egypt. But then there's a whole you know, perspective you have, leaving Egypt and thinking about that you're a slave and the things you could do and things you can't do, and you limit yourself and you... So there needs to be a second Mashiach, not just to bring us to Israel, but to bring out the, the exile from ourselves, to bring out the limitation we have in ourselves. We, we, we saw ourselves short. There was a guy, and he was Ben Yosef. He was, uh, 
he was fighting in the war, the Yom Kippur war, and he, he saw a tank approaching. Oh, good, enjoy the tank. He runs over to the tank, and he discovered the tank was an Egyptian tank. So what does he do? Egyptian tank. So he just like, he didn't know what to do, so he just got paralyzed. Sometimes he got so scared, he got paralyzed. He got paralyzed, and he lied down in front of the tank. And then all of a sudden he thought, one second, the Jewish people left Egypt. I have to leave where I am now. And he, just, and he got up and he, and he went out. So there is a halacha regarding the night of the Seder, regarding the uh, um, Paschal Lamb. The Torah says that unlike all the sacrifices, the Paschal Lamb has to be roasted. And it's so important that it's roasted that you're not allowed to have any, all of the sacrifices, you're allowed to cook them. This sacrifice has to be only heat. So much so... You have to use pomegranate wood to put the, the spit to hold the paschal lamb. It has to be pomegranate wood. And the pomegranate wood can't, uh, has to be long, so it extends from both sides of the sheep. Why? Because there shouldn't be any moisture at all in the, in the, in the roasting. Sometimes there's, there's some, some moisture at the ends of the wood. So it has to go all the way from both ends, so there's no moisture whatsoever. It has to be only fire. What does that represent? In order to make a change in ourselves, we need to have this yearning that we want to, we, that we really care for our neshama to be revealed, to really, really want to grow. We want to go somewhere. But if we don't have that yearning, we don't have that, that fire, we'll stay the same way we were before. There is a great value in people which are square. They have a great value. You can rely on them. You, you know that. But on the other hand, they're, they're limited. They, they can't go out of where they are and they're stuck. So Hashem wants us to have both. On the one hand, to have Pesach, Another hand to have said there. Both things are necessary. But now, this time of the year, the time Hashem tells us, I want you to leave your Mitzrayim. I want you to leave all those things that are preventing you from, from believing in yourself that you're able to do this. The, the Maral says there's another reason why you can't use water to cook the Paschal lamb. What happens if you cook something? Cook something, gets soft, breaks into pieces. Uh, another hand, when you, when you, when you um, put, uh, put it under fire, so it's hard, it's harder and harder. So in a similar way, Maral said, water, what does water represent? Water represents satisfaction, pleasure associated with water. So we could, we need to have an element of satisfaction for the good things that we're doing, otherwise, you know, you burn out. But on the other hand, time of Pesach is a time where Hashem asks us to question where you are and to ask yourself to go higher. And therefore the focus on the night of the Seder is the roasted lamb, the Paschal lamb, to not to, to, to um, think about your, your accomplishments and what you've done already, but to ask, ask yourself to have a yearning, is this, can I do more? That, that's the meaning of the, the fire, the Paschal lamb. As, when, when you cook something in water, what happens? It breaks into pieces, other things get into it. We are, unfortunately, we're in this, uh, we're in social media, and we're in newspapers and radio and all these other things. And all, we have all kinds of things that satisfy us. We have all this eye candy that we look at. And we, when you have when you have all the water, it makes you break into little pieces and puts all the things inside of you. So the night of the, of the Seder is a night of fire. What is this night of fire? It's, not, it's a night where Hashem tells us to be you, to be who you are. Not to, not to, to uh, judge yourself by based, upon you, based upon where you were last year. There was a Jew named a, a certain Mr. Stern, a very wealthy person, he had his own yacht and his own, his own uh, jet. And, all. and someone asked him on his 80th birthday, he made a big party, what was the moment in your life that you felt like you could do this? That you, you felt a turning point in your, in your career? When did you feel that you know that you really, this was the turning point, this was what made you be yourself? So he's, Mr. Stern says that he was a Holocaust survivor. And the Nazis 
they were known for their order, and they had bunkers which fit six people. And they gave every six people a blanket that could only be used for one person. And the Nazis wanted us to fight with each other. So the Nazis gave me the blanket. I was the one who had the blanket. So the biggest moment I had in my life was a blanket in Auschwitz wasn't, wasn't to keep warm. It was life. A blanket was to keep life because there's no, no, heater, no, no heater there. There's no, there's no, it's life itself. And yet, he said, I was able to give away the blanket. I was able to, let, to share the blanket with other people, not to keep the blanket for myself. That was the big moment. That made me realize that, I, that, that, that I'm not limited to be the way that, that I think I am. I could, could only do this, I can't do that. That's the uh, power of the Night of the Seder. Hashem gives us the ability to, you know, when a child grows up, his clothing gets too tight, right? The clothing gets too tight and he needs new clothing. Now comes Night of the Seder, it's a new, it's a new Passover. Hashem tells us, your clothing of your soul needs to grow. What's our clothing mean? Our clothing means our thoughts, our words, our actions. Those, that's a clothing for our soul. Sometimes you feel the things I'm doing, is, I, I could do more than that. I could do more than that. So the, the night of the Seder is a, is a time Hashem tells us you have to ask yourself for more. You have to ask yourself not, 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 not to be satisfied where you were before. There's a time for water. Time to be satisfied. night of the Seder is a time of fire. The, the roast of the Paschal Lamb. And that's the meaning of the word Adam. Adam is the American equivalent to the word Geula. Man, in Hebrew, means redemption. Hashem built us in a way that we have in us this ability to, to be totally free. And uh, that's the... Uh, to grow. To grow, to be... Not, not, not to... Uh, so many people, they, 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 they succumb to this mindset based upon their experience and then they say, I can't change. I can't be any different. And yet, a miracle happens and all of a sudden... They do. We all know ourselves, different th- people in our lives, different things that happen to us. We have to, we, we have to uh, not, not uh, limit ourselves. We have, to, we have to make a step forward, go higher, and are higher in our faith in Hashem. Hashem should give us all the ability to leave our mitzrayim, leave our limitations. Fine, fine. And, and it comes a seder Pesach, the whole year continuing to, to, to jump, not to be limited. It comes to the regular order. Chaim, Chaim, Chaim,